0: Welcome to the ShenanahCast. I'm your host, Nstaku. Austin is John. And with me today is Units. Hello. Austin is Austin. And Shadow Chorus. Hey. known is William. And uh, so before we begin, I really quick uh, wanted to say, because uh, we didn't know this was going to happen last week, uh, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Everything we said last week about everybody else we talked about applies to him as well. Um, this has been a really shitty beginning of the year guys, (laughs) Mm. but that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, well, the Oculus Rift. I know we already talked about it, uh, a a few episodes back, but now we we have actual
1: factual information about it.
0: And we have new information, uh, specifically. So the Oculus Rift recently went on sale, uh, went on pre-order specifically. Uh and uh, the pre-order price point was $599 American USD. Uh 600 bucks for the Oculus Rift and it about ships the same, with... about the same as the
1: play the PS4.
0: Yeah, about the same as the PS4 at, at launch. Um and it ships with uh the Oculus Rift, a Xbox 360 controller,
1: an Xbox 1 controller actually. Sorry, an
0: Xbox sorry, an Xbox 1 controller. Uh and two games and a headset. Yeah.
1: Headset and microphone. Oh, headset
0: and microphone. Yeah, the the, the Oculus Rift headset. Um, Well, no, no, but it it has
1: like a separate for online play. Oh, it
0: also has a separate headset. Okay, so two headsets. Um, The Oculus Rift itself and then a headset, all those things. And then um, what were the two games?
1: Um, Eve and Lucky's Tale. (laughs) Which are what? Well, Lucky's Tale is a cartoon fox in probably the most generic three-dimensional platformer known to man. Also worth noting, this is EVE Valkyrie, which is not the same as the actual EVE game. Sorry, EVE Valkyrie, which is a really generic starfighter simulator-looking game. It's based on
2: the the EVE game, which many people know and enjoy. uh, EVE is an excellent uh, space combat game. Um, EVE Valkyrie is more of a dogfighting game, whereas EVE Online is
1: more of a massive fleet of ships. And then Lucky's Tale is made by Playful Corp, who no one's really ever heard of because all they do is a cheap Minecraft ripoff. But I guess they wanted to get in with Oculus Rift, and they probably gave Oculus Rift a really good deal on a game just to get their name out there.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... So yeah, uh, it's a pretty steep price point. A lot of, a lot of people have a lot of people have balked at that uh, online and, and in press releases. It, Although it did it did immediately the, sell out. Um, we need to clarify that the
1: Oculus Rift also does not work on its own. Yeah, that's true. The so the Oculus this Rift is an important clarification. Unlike a PS4 that you plug into a TV, yeah. The Oculus Rift has to plug into not just a computer. But a really nice computer. Uh, the, the recommended computers start at, I believe, nine forty nine is the cheapest.
0: Yep, and it and it requires three or four uh, USB 3.0 inputs in order to functionally plug into the computer and work. Um, and it does not come with the proprietary hand controllers that Oculus is developing for it. They those come separately, um, which I thought was an interesting choice. Uh, so yeah, it, it sold out immediately, which is f- quite frankly to be expected. Uh, tech uh, tech uh, first adopters will always buy out the newest thing. That's and and not this isn't really just a,
1: the newest thing, this the is... The first
0: of the newest thing. Yeah. Um, so it's not really a surprise, and it's also not really an indicator as to how successful the Oculus Rift will actually be. Yeah. Um, it's certainly you know it's certainly good for press. I mean, to, you know, it's it's always nice to say our thing sold out on day one, but it doesn't actually mean anything yet. Um, it is interesting to, to note that there there is there are games that that are out currently that are supported by that that support the Oculus Rift. We're not necessarily designed with the Oculus Rift in mind, but do support it uh, as a, as a playability feature. Which you know we'll we'll see. When, when when people actually get their hands on them. Because, remember, this is pre-orders. They haven't actually shipped yet. Um, when people get their hands on their Oculus Rifts, uh, we will see you know, how well they work with these things that support them. But the first thing I really want to talk about is that price point. Uh, $600, which, you know, compared to a console, yes, is, is roughly the same as a, as a launch console. Um, but when compared to other VR devices that are currently out, or VR ish devices that are currently available for developer kits is ridiculously high um the the samsung gear uh is already out and according to according to people who have tested both of those is not as good as the oculus rift like visual fidelity wise but functions as a functions as a vr device and is like half the cost um well, let me let me pull up the exact price point of the Samsung Gear. I just pulled it up.
1: Two ninety nine. Yeah,
0: two ninety nine. So yeah, half the cost of the Oculus Rift, um, and, and the, almost th- exact, almost the same functionality.
1: I, th- I think what we're seeing here is a you know a PS three is basically the same thing as a PS four. You can buy a PS three right now for a lot cheaper than a PS four. Yeah, because it's older <clears throat> hardware. It's less impressive. Um, You know, it's not the cutting edge. To have the full headset that this has and to be as immersive as it is requires a lot of complex physical hardware, not to mention you're paying for a lot of intellectual property Yeah. to get this.
0: It's it's also worth noting that... um also worth noting that at that price point, the founder of Oculus Rift uh, stated it was a ridiculously cheap uh, price point for the Oculus Rift and that they would not be making any money on it.
2: Which they very well may not be. Considering, considering how long this thing has been in <coughs> development, the amount of money just to go into paying the researchers may actually be making this a null sale. This may be selling at cost.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like it's not. I, I I feel like it's not. Just from the way other VR developers have been taught, have been behaving. Other VR developers also feel have like been working not. at this
2: for as long and have basically been trying to parrot the Oculus you, Rift for cheaper. Yeah.
0: Actually, you don't know that because you don't... How much do you know about the Vive's development?
1: Well, it, it's... The how problem is, is you know? the Oculus Rift doesn't have other projects that fund it. It doesn't have any other source of income all the money that they have to pay all of their development comes from the oculus rift it's not like
0: well, the, no the, actually they have Facebook funding and the original Kickstarter was where they're which is
2: which is funding to help develop the oculus rift yeah. Yeah. so like, if they're if, not Samsung and have a phone company to back now, them
0: up here's what I'm saying though they got the funding to de- all the money you're saying that they're that they're not making is from development costs their development costs were covered by the Kickstarter and by Facebook acquiring them. So, what almost all of it was covered by Facebook acquiring them and kicked in the Kickstarter. Where is money going that they're not making a profit on a $600 on a $600 price point?
1: Um, into the factories that build it, the machinery, the intellectual property.
0: I guarantee you, it costs more to make a PS4 than to make an Oculus Rift.
1: I guarantee I them. cannot guarantee that. Are you an engineer? Have you built them?
0: PS4 is larger ha, at, at the very at the very least plastic cost? More expensive. At the very least plastic cost, the PS4 is going to cost more. Also, the PS4 has the more hardware. Negligible. The PS4 has has to have more hardware in it because the PS4 doesn't require a computer to run.
1: But it's But there's a lot of technology in the motion sensing, In there's a three-dimensional sound system in it that the PS4 doesn't have in it.
0: A a three-dimensional sound system is three speakers, or four speakers. Four speakers do not cost $600. Four speakers and... Motion sensing? Motion sensing? The motion sensing software? iPhones have motion sensing software. Wiimotes have motion sensing software. Yes. Not Weemotes, Wiimotes, Wiimotes, Wiimotes do not cost... The Wiimote. The Wiimotion Plus does not cost $600. Wiimotion Plus
2: also doesn't actually
1: affect the Wiimote that much. Um, yeah, it's a minor gyro. Like, we
2: have used the Wiimote and yes. the Wiimotion Plus. The Wiimotion Plus does not change things very much. No, it doesn't. But it,
0: that's a motion, that is a motion-sensing device. When you're talking about motion-sensing devices costing a lot of money, that's the barrier right there.
2: That's a very low-cost motion sensing yeah. device and a very low-effect motion sensing like, device, it which is why I'm that. saying,
0: which is why I'm saying, just saying it has motion sensors and cameras and speakers does yes. not make it cost a lot. You have but to, get, you need to, you need to, you need to get the, more detail. It's the new level
1: of them that it has. You know, again, it's comparing. You can get a Nokia Lumia for forty, fifty bucks, and it's a smartphone. Or you can get the brand new Samsung Galaxy with all of its fancy features for three, $400. Yes, they all have the same things, but one of them, everything it has is better.
0: How do you know it's better?
1: Because I've seen both in use.
0: Have you? Have you used the Oculus Rift? You personally? No,
1: no, no. I'm, I'm referring specifically to the, the phone example. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: the, I'm talking about the Oculus Rift.
1: The <laughs> Oculus Rift... That's kind of the point of all the demonstrations they've done. And you yourself said that people who use the Samsung gear and the Oculus Rift said the Oculus Rift was better. Slightly better, yes. Okay. Slightly better can be very complicated.
0: I still don't see how slightly better is worth an additional
1: $300. Well, we're not saying is it worth it. We're (laughs) saying is it, does it cost that much to get it?
2: Is that what it costs to get? Yeah that that's the problem and whether if it or not, does, whether and not if it does cost do it. that was worth that is, is a different story from whether or not to get to that point cost that much yeah I'm because development fine. costs are not perfect yeah development costs cover not only your successes but also your failures
0: this is true but well, this is also an industry where people have lied about development costs on a regular basis like like uh and and also overinflate development costs specifically so they can make statements of you know this costs us x much so we can sell, so if we're selling it this it's really cheap
2: it is so. but claiming that everyone is doing that is incredibly negative and is not something that we should be doing off the bat yeah we should be waiting until we actually have actual data on their costs before we say they're lying about this
0: which also begs the question is why don't we actually have data on their costs
1: because, because they they're a it. private company. They're a private company. They have no obligation to provide data on their until costs until we actually
2: have data on their costs. We can't really say whether or not it actually cost this much.
0: i I'm just. I find it hard to believe. it But does. it is
2: perfectly reasonable for it to have cost that much.
0: I just based on their own. Just based on the other people that are making stuff at lower price points, I still find it difficult to believe.
1: I mean, again, it's it's the why is Samsung charging. That much money for their phones when the now it's the Microsoft Lumia is only charging fifty bucks.
0: Oh oh, here's the here's the best part I just found. Gear VR is powered by the same same technology of the Oculus Rift. Again, they're trying
2: to parrot the Oculus Rift. They no no are, no no no, really no 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 no.
0: Samsung Gear VR on the Oculus.com website powered by Oculus. It's the same technology for half the price. Yes,
2: because they didn't have to develop it. They didn't they're
1: getting it from no.
0: It's the same technology yes. for half the price, which means that it does not cost that much extra to d- to make it.
1: Just because it's the same technology doesn't mean it's the same level of technology. It's Going back to the phones, software. the Lumia is the same technology as the... Sam's, or you know the iPhone one is the same technology as the newest iPhone one is obviously better and more advanced just because it's the same technology doesn't mean it's as good or as complicated or as expensive.
0: Anyways, like I said I I find it incredibly difficult to believe that it should that that selling it at six hundred dollars means they're not making a profit. I find, I find it, incredibly it incredibly difficult,
1: difficult. to believe because when we were originally estimating the costs, I said t- to do a full VR system, I would expect eight eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars, and this is well below my expectations. So I,
2: I find this probably to be accurate to selling as cheap as they can with trying to recoup the many years of research that they've been doing. Because Oculus Rift hasn't been a news point just this year. It has been a news point for the past three years.
0: Yeah, I know that.
2: If not longer.
0: The other competition in the VR field is the HTC Vive. Uh, now, the HTC, the HTC Vive is a, is a, uh, is a coordinated uh, venture uh, between HTC and Valve. And it's showing off a lot of... It's, it's supposed to release sometime this year as well. Uh, we don't have a price point on that yet. Uh, the pre-orders start at the end of February. So we will probably be getting a price point for that soon. Um, it's backed by Valve. It's backed by HTC. It also has a thing called the Chaperone technology in it uh which is basically the uh, the HTC has a camera on the outside of it as well as the cameras on the inside as well as the the monitors on the inside of it um if you need to get something that's in the real world or if you're about to bump into a wall while in VR the uh Chaperone system will, you know, if if you need to if you need to pop out of the game, the chaperone system basically just switches your view from the game to the camera on the outside of the HTC, so you can actually see. Um, and if you're in game and you're about to bump into something, it will overlay the room you're in onto the world you're in, uh, and you know, sort of show you that hey, you're about to hit a wall, you're about to hit a piece of furniture, whatever. Uh, and so you can you can without having to take the goggles off, without having to feel around, you can see what's around you.
2: Which is probably a safety feature that'll be incorporated into most VR devices when they start becoming a thing.
0: Well, yeah. it'll be hard to incorporate it into many of them because none of them have external cameras built into their headsets right now.
2: Well,
1: we're talking about future generations, <laughs> yeah. Like
0: future inter- future iterations. Once
1: once VR is not the cutting edge, once it's the norm, and then K- kind of like. Twin sticks became the norm for navigating three-dimensional worlds. Yep. Oh my
2: God! Once once we hit that point, then probably most VR devices on the market will have safety features
1: like that. Now, and probably more that we haven't accounted for because we simply aren't experienced enough in the world of yeah. that.
0: Now the HTC uh, Vive will be shipping with uh, two Steam VR controllers, um, which are these little. Um, they're like little hand hand controllers. They're really small. Uh, they're kind of like rings with with joysticks and, and buttons on them.
1: Which is basically what the the touch is for.
0: Yeah. Um. And uh, it, it it will be shipping with them. Um. It started development in its it started development in, or I uh, sorry. Uh, its first prototype was shown was demonstrated in twenty fourteen. Uh. However, it's Valve, so they're probably working on it for a while before that as well. Um, And the way they've been the way they've been reacting on at least on Twitter uh, seems to seems to be that they're probably going to try to undercut the uh, the Oculus Rift, uh, which is what Valve
1: does. Yeah, that's what Valve does. Yeah. And Valve has a much larger source of external income.
2: Valve prints money. Like they they can afford to undercut the Oculus Rift. Yeah. Also,
0: also, um, the HTC, uh, Epic Games has announced that, uh, they are giving developers they're giving developers, uh, copies of Unreal Four, Unreal Engine Four, in order to develop VR projects for the Vive.
1: I, I think that's going to be one of the biggest things that once this thing sells out, once it's released within a month, I'm gonna. I, I think what's gonna happen is. So, what do we buy for this? Yeah, because the market for virtual reality doesn't really. The, the, there's not products to buy with virtual reality. There's not enough. Yeah, a hardware. It, it hasn't expanded
2: enough yet. It's it's, it could, the, yeah. it's the new console generation issue. Uh, there aren't there isn't enough stuff for this
1: console yet. And so, I think this is going to be a chance for a lot of small independent game developers, um, like we, like Playful Corp. Got their game into the release, yeah, because they were willing to take a risk on it, and I feel like that's going to be a thing. Independent developers are going to see we can make games for this and sell them by virtue of there's not going to be a choice. Yeah. So, like it, it, this is this is the market. You buy games for this thing, you have these this limited selection.
2: Right.
0: So currently on the Vive, <coughs> uh, currently on the Vive, like I said, there are there are developers using Unreal Engine four uh, to develop for it currently, which, which is going to be interesting, uh, to see Unreal Engine characters in VR. Um, but there's also currently confirmed Elite Dangerous, which is the, uh, the, sort of the, the E, it is to Star Citizen what, um, what EVE is to some other space exploration game that I can't think of. <laughs> uh, it, it is to Star Citizen what EVE is to Star Trek Online. um, uh is is that it has has already in inst- uh, inst- uh added vive support with their with their uh, 2.0 horizons beta update um, and then j monkey engine which is a free cross platform 3d engine is getting support uh on the htc5 um which i have no idea what's made with that but it has a it has a small number of things that are coming out. I'm really really interested in seeing what what people develop, especially with Unreal Engine Four, what they develop for it, because uh, Unreal Engine Four is also the system that they are. also the engine that Square Enix is using to make the Final Fantasy VII HD remake. So. I mean,
1: if they're doing open world, yeah, that be that would be interesting.
0: So that's it. Certainly is a powerful engine. I'm interested to see what's going on with it. Um.
2: Unreal 4 is also the engine, I believe. Yes, Unreal 4 is also the engine that's being used for the Warhammer 40K Turn of Crusade.
0: Yep. So per perchance Warhammer 40K with with Vive support?
2: That sounds dangerous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it certainly sounds interesting. And especially with, with the chaperone, I think the that's that I think with, with the chaperone functionality, action games are going to want to be on the Vive. Uh, because that way you have that ability to not break things while swinging your swords around.
1: Well, I'm curious to see how many games try to reach both both systems. You yeah. know how how cross compatible they'll be because you know there's lots of games that release for the Xbox and the PlayStation. Oh yeah, and the PC. And so you know how many games are going to be like, well, we just wanna we want to reach both mediums. I mean it's probably a lot easier
2: actually to reach both the Rift and the Vibe than it is to reach cross uh, gaming consoles. Yeah, because cuz these are these are attachments to well, a PC basically.
0: Th- yeah, they're, they're 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 they are accessories, but let us not forget that Guitar Hero does not play with Rock Band gear, but Rock Band plays with Guitar Hero gear. Yeah.
2: So that's 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 almost exclusively because one company's like nye, 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 to the other one.
0: Exactly, which is which is why I'm saying while it might be easy, don't count on it being common. I mean yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I, I feel like Rift has been a lot of their research has affected a lot of virtual reality. I feel like they'll be willing to let their stuff be compatible with everything, not only as a token of goodwill, but as a token of we really want people developing software. It's it's to their detriment to say we refuse to accept Unreal 4 engine support.
0: That is true. But remember um, they're owned by Facebook. So they don't they don't have they don't Facebook have, doesn't actually have an
2: incredible hand in their development process.
0: No, but they do have a hand in their policy pro, in their policy. So it, they they don't they don't actually get to make policy on their own right now. So we'll have to see what happens with that additional input. Um,
1: but again, it comes down to what's the most profitable. The most profitable is for them to have the most games because that's such a barrier right now.
0: You'd think, yeah. But, but as Konami shows, not all companies think logically. Um, Konami is also <laughs>
1: run by some of the most unscrupulous game developers in the world.
0: Yeah, it's also a
1: run by literal Madmen.
0: It's a family business. Uh,
1: a family of Madmen. and unscrupulous. Madmen. I mean, Walmart's a family business.
0: Yep, it's true.
1: The Waltons didn't learn from their father how to run a business. Nope. All
0: right, so going down the list, we also have PlayStation VR. Um, so PlayStation VR, as, as Sony is wont to do, has lots of bright lights and, lo- and not, a, not a whole lot of substance on show right now. Um, I feel like the PlayStation <laughs>
1: VR is going to flop just as much as their motion-sensing device did. No. The PlayStation Move. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, with that being said, they do have the largest catalog of games that will be available for the for it on launch.
2: That's debatable well, because their 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 catalog their catalog of games will be a bunch of pre existing PS4 games, which is. Similar to the to which is similar to the issue of a bunch of pre existing PS4 games that weren't made with with VR in mind. <laughs> yeah. Which is true. the same case as on the PC, a bunch of pre existing PC games that have VR support that did not have the VR in mind.
0: It's true. But this has the largest confirmed list, which means things to people.
2: Yes. Um,
1: but at the same time, <laughs> The uh, they had a very large, confirm list of things that'd be compatible with their motion. It just their motion didn't help. It's true. In fact, it okay. actually it was actively a detriment to trying
2: to play. Well, and and Sony, I feel thems- like- Sony themselves still have the stigma of the P- of the PlayStation Move when it comes to accessories to their gaming consoles. Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like I feel like with the uh, with with um with the move though, the big problem there was that they came in way too late. In addition to it just not being good, like th- that market had already been cornered by the Wii.
1: well, it was developed too fast and too late.
0: Yeah, it was like it was put together too quickly and then also put together too late. Um, whereas this, they are getting, they are actually getting in towards the beginning of VR. And well, Sony also, towards Sony, the
1: beginning of D- VR, they're not getting Sony, towards the beginning of VR development.
0: No, but Sony does also have this habit of skipping successes. Where basically every other thing they try works better than the thing in the middle, uh, so I don't know. It, it's, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch, um, at the very least.
1: I feel like it'll definitely be the cheapest option. I feel like what they're going to do is they're going to go the undercut route. Really, um, The PS4.
0: Now they do have. They are going to have Eve Valkyrie, which is one of the which is one of the things that's sort of. That that that's being po- uh, advertised with the uh, Oculus Rift. They do also have Eve Valkyrie as a confirmed game. I um, have a lot of stuff like Ark Survival Evolved, Eve Valkyrie, um, like, m- making Final Making virtual 14. reality
1: device isn't the hard part. It's making it work well. Sony can absolutely make a cheap version of this that quote unquote works. Te- I mean
2: Tekken Seven.
1: The Virtual Boy, quote-unquote. I don't see
2: how VR helps Tekken. You are the fighter. Like, that's such a jarring perspective switch that I cannot see that going over well. It's like Soul Calibur with VR. How do you do that? I have
0: no idea.
2: Well, and it's when I saw... uh, Uh, But they do
0: also have Psychonauts too.
1: Seeing Eve Valkyrie play was a little bit counterintuitive because you're steering the cockpit, but you can look around in your cockpit... Yeah. I, I I do like the immersion of being
2: able to look around in your cockpit while you're while you're in it. Um, I mean, you
0: can drive while looking around. That's the thing that Star Citizen
2: as well is like that's 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 their big VR thing is the idea that you are the VR places you in the seat of the of the Star and Citizen rather than the pilot rather than in the ship itself. And
0: I feel like that's I feel like that's the best place for VR is when you're in a st- when you're in a stationary vehicle that moves around you. Um because that requires you to move very little and thus doesn't break the immersion when you have to stop because you're about to run into a couch. Um, so things like Mech Warrior, things like uh, Hawken, things like Star Citizen, things like Eve Valkyrie, things like Elite Dangerous are going to be the system sellers at first.
1: We could get another one of the um, the name just slipped right in my head. That game... With the, oh, zone of the enders. Zone of the enders. We can get those zone of the enders.
0: Yes, please. No, we can't because Konami, uh, Kojima no longer at Konami.
1: We can get "quote unquote" zone of the we can, fill in the blank here. We can
0: get we can get zone of the finishers. Yes. <laughs> we can get
1: area of
2: the enders or area of the finalists. <laughs> we can
0: get we can get enders game. Wait, fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Psychonauts Two on uh, on PlayStation VR, that might also suit.
1: I I feel like a lot of this though is implementation. Yeah. Um, we're, we're as much as we now know about the Oculus Rift, we're still speculating.
0: Oh yeah. And, and it's and it's and it's driven a it's driven a huge wedge, uh, in. Um, in 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 the internet like not not just amongst us but also against uh because we're even even though the, the, the three of us you know are 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 talking at a, at a at a at a reasonable volume about this um it has not stopped the internet at large from from schisming uh, schisming into uh pro VR VR is dead um like there are there are it, it has at the very least sparked a lot of controversy around it um with people going saying that oculus is the future of vr and other people saying that vr is completely and utterly dead
2: um neither hard to of say, which is true. it's hard to say technology is
1: dead when it's actively being developed
0: yeah it's like ni- neither of which is true like it's also
1: hard to say technology is dead when it never really picked up yeah like you can't say it's dead before it's begun exactly. like the closest we've had was the virtual boy and that really didn't live it kind of flopped <laughs> around on the ground
0: it was a fish out of water um so moving down the list we have the windows holographic which we talked about a little bit um the last time we talked about this it's the it's the 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 uh, hololens the windows the microsoft uh mixed reality is what they're calling it this i think is a great
1: idea but not for gaming (laughs) at least not for traditional video gaming No, it's more. It's it's more for like managing your computer without being at a computer. Well, I feel like this is for augmented reality, not virtual reality. Whereas, what they're calling mixed reality. Yeah, yeah,
0: because both it can it can be both VR and AR. Um, I I I definitely like the and I I like the promise of it. Also, like because the Vive also has this capability with the Chaperone. so it's not going to be the only device that that can play with this. Uh like I said last time, I like the idea of alternate reality, you know, Skype Skype gaming sessions, you know. Like where uh where you know you 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 put on the HoloLens lens and it it projects images of your yeah. other friends who are sitting around a table. Ta- with tabletop you. simulator um
1: with augmented reality. Or
0: tabletop simulator with VR. You're just sitting at a table in the middle of space or whatever. Um
1: I mean I think it's even it better voice. though if it's your coffee table with project- with projections of your friends It's a Dajaric board with someone
2: on the with someone on the other side of the galaxy. Yep. Yep.
0: Now the interesting part that that's going to be is
2: what actually was the, interacting. What was the What uh, was the episode of um Cowboy Bebop the chess episode?
0: Oh, uh I don't Yeah, I know what you're talking about but I don't remember what the episode was. It was it was it was Ed playing chess with a
2: with the chess master, with the chess yeah.
0: master, over the course of like a week and a half, um, it's
2: the hollow chess.
0: Yeah, I like the idea. I like the idea. I'm still curious as to how they're going to implement successfully the uh, hands-free touching of of the holograms. Um, it it it's gonna be weir- it's gonna be weird, and I, I'm I'm going to be picturing people flailing aimlessly at this at the air for a long time. Um, I, I feel
1: like Microsoft though is one of those companies that has the raw money to throw at problems until they're fixed.
0: They do that regularly.
1: (laughs) They're also notorious for not bothering to fix problems. (laughs) So it depends on which side of the money spectrum this ends up falling on.
0: So just, just, for, just for a detailed clarification, uh, the Windows Holographic is the, the premier device for Windows Holographic is the Microsoft HoloLens, a smart glasses headset that is cordless, that is a cordless, self-contained Windows 10 computer. It uses advanced sensors, high-definition stereoscopic 3D optical head-mounted display, and spatial sound to allow for augmented reality applications with a natural user interface that the user interacts with through gaze, voice, and hand gestures.
1: So how long before we can uh, set this up with Linux instead of Windows?
0: Well, it starts with Windows 10 so immediately.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Linux works on everything. You just have to know how to kernel it.
0: You just have to know how to rip the guts out of whatever you're working with. Um so that, that 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 I think is interesting and I said uh, I think the Vive also has interesting applications there as well with the um with 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 the chaperone. I I I I think the Vive would probably be a little bit better at it at first just because it has more of the hardware there. Um I feel like what's gonna, what it's going
1: to be is Rift is going to be the Apple, and Vive is going to be the Samsung, and they're both going to be the cutting edge, and then there's going to be Sony that is the cheap knockoff brand that people buy because but, it's cheap and it's all they can afford.
0: But Rift is Samsung.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm saying in this, this situation, Samsung work. is taking on the Apple role and Valve is taking on the Samsung role. What,
0: what happens when Apple just steals the Microsoft HoloLens from Microsoft and makes their own copies? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we've got cats living with dogs.
0: I mean, that's what they, they've they done it before. Microsoft and Apple steal from each other all oh, the yeah. time. No,
1: they're basically <laughs> the same company. They just don't want to admit it.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so next... Oh, uh... uh okay apparently uh mech warrior will also be with the playstation uh vr
2: i'm not surprised but mech warrior probably also be with the pc vr
0: probably yeah uh all right so next there's something next there's sega vr
2: oh boy where is sega gonna go with this
0: well you still do things aside from making sonic games for nintendo consoles uh, oh no, this is sorry, this is the old Sega VR. This is not new. So it was it was in the same list, but this was this was about Sega Ser- Genesis. This, uh, was,
2: Sega.
1: this
0: was Sega, Sega. Genesis era. What is Sega this was one of the millions of devices that was an
1: add-on for the Genesis. Yep. Yep. My goodness. I I thought I'd heard about all of
2: them.
0: No, apparently not. Okay, so what was
2: what was the Sega like basically the the um the the light gun? for the Nintendo, but Sega's version of it, of the, uh... I don't remember. I have no idea. The Genesis was basically
1: the Sega Voltron.
0: So now we go to the... This is the one that everybody's gonna have one day. Google Cardboard. What? Google Cardboard. Uh, Google Cardboard is not only a a VR headset, it's one that you can get for 15 bucks, and you can make it yourself. Um, It's the Ikea VR it is literally a cardboard box with lenses in it that you slide your smartphone into and your smartphone becomes the VR player. It's basically the same thing that the Samsung gear is. The Samsung gear uses a, a, a Samsung smartphone in order to do the VR stuff.
1: Um, I mean, but phones it, can already do this. If you, there are videos yeah. that you can view the video. I think even YouTube will do it. And as you move your phone, you look at different areas around it.
2: Yeah. Um, so, so you're yeah, literally just paying for the lenses.
0: You, not even that. You can build it yourself if you want to. They, they have instructions. You're paying for the convenience. You're paying for the uh, app. You, no, you're paying for the convenience of somebody making the cardboard box for you. Yeah. You don't pay for anything else.
1: Basically, you can duct tape the phone to your face. This is and it will work.
0: this was Google's this was Google's answer to the Oculus Rift. <laughs> it was I, saying we have all the money in the world, and what are we going to do with it? We're gonna make a cardboard box and sell it for fifteen bucks.
1: Google has the best <laughs> sense of humor, hands down. They're just like, you know what? We're not even gonna enter this race. Here's it's... a cardboard box for your smartphone. But you know what? It works.
0: No, it does. It... That's the best part. <laughs> Like, uh, they, what they did, they they they've actually shopped out the design elements. They've actually shopped out the design elements um, of the to to other like designers to make various. Auteur, uh cardboard boxes, um, and you can you can go to you can like Google search Google cardboard and find the various designs that they have, and they range from literally just a cardboard box to really fancy designs, um, and the price point ranges you know variably with it. But the 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 blurb here is. Uh, Google cardboard headsets are built out of simple, low-cost components. The headset specifications were designed by Google, but there is no official manufacturer or vendor for the device. Instead,
2: Google Get made it a for list of five cards. bucks from Sears. Yep, Google I made it. Like the, I just like the idea that it's like the single most advanced gaming <coughs> technology on the market today, made out of cardboard. Yep.
0: Google made the list of parts, schematics, and assembly instructions freely available on their website, allowing people to assemble cardboard themselves from readily available parts. These parts are a piece of cardboard cut into a precise shape, 45mm focal length lenses, magnets, or or capacitive tape, a hook and loop fastener such as Velcro, a rubber band, and an optional near-field communication NFC tag. Google provides extra recommendations for large-scale manufacturing and pre-assembled kits based on these plans are available for less than $5 US from multiple vendors who have also created a number of cardboard variants.
1: I think that this is the best
2: answer. I'm waiting for the Kojima cardboard box. It is just a large cardboard box with with the lens in the front.
0: (laughs) It's a large cardboard box that says melons on the side. Uh, once, the, once the kit is assembled, the smartphone is inserted in the back of the device and held in place by a selected fastening device. A Google Cardboard-compatible app splits the, f- splits the smartphone display image into two, one for each eye, while also applying barrel distortion to each image to counter pincushion distortion from the lenses. The right. result is stereoscopic image with a wide field of view.
1: I, I'm I'm completely honest. If you're listening to this, you need to go to Google and look up Google Cardboard and it's, look at like I've got the Sears version up, and it's the best because it literally looks like something that a five-year-old kid playing. The website is googlecom slash get slash cardboard <laughs> Google, I I am not disappointed. <laughs> I'm I'm a very strong supporter of Google and what they do. So and at, um,
0: at this point, Google has set the bar as low as you can. Possibly go. Google has set the bar so low you can't limbo under it. No matter who you <laughs> Google are,
1: Google just dropped the bar straight on the floor and said, "Beat it."
0: <laughs> I mean, it it less than five bucks, and you have a VR. You have you you have VR compatibility. Straight up with
1: free if you have scrap cardboard laying around your house. Straight up free. Well, um, this is of
0: course
2: assuming you have a smartphone with the app to run the. Well,
0: like, yeah, I mean the smartphone and the app are kind of prerequisites, but you know that. At this day and age, that's almost, if you're not Austin, a guarantee. Um, Maybe my flip phone will work with it. Probably not. It requires at least a big enough screen for two. Yes. Um, but, but, but your it, wife's phone will work with it.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, so, yeah. That, that, th- at, at this point, we're like, you know, it's like developers, your, your, your fancy things, your chaperone is fun, your, 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 you know, your, hand, your hand controllers are fun. Here's a cardboard box. What you gonna do? <laughs> so. so I
1: don't I, I don't think there's any more gamut to run here.
0: Not for the cardboard box, but there are more devices we can talk about.
1: there's plenty of devices, but I think we get the gist. Yeah. They're they're all sort of variation on a theme of what level of, of in in <clears throat> what level of immersion do we want? Yeah. And then a cardboard box. And then a cardboard box.
0: Now there is there is one more device I do want to talk about real quick. Okay. Um. It's another it's another one of those mixed reality bags. It's called the Cast AR. Um. It's been in development since it's been in, it's been in development since around two thousand thirteen. Um, and it was it's developed it's being developed by two former Valve Corporation employees, and it is effectively a um it is effectively, uh 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 the Hololens.
1: I was about to say, it looks... It's,
0: it's effectively the knockoff HoloLens.
1: It looks like the HoloLens.
0: Um, the cast AR classes combine elements of augmented reality and virtual reality. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um... They raised over a million dollars of their four hundred thousand dollar goal uh, on Kickstarter. It creates hologram-like, hologram-like images unique to each user by projecting an image into the user's surroundings using a technology that te- that te- technical illusions calls projected reality. The images bounce off retroreflective surfaces back to the wearer's eyes. So basically, it's, it's 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 VR, but rather than rather than a VR monitor, it's VR projector into your
1: eyes.
2: Can I talk about how
1: we're in Back to the Future fashion? I know, right? <laughs> I I actually have all the things we talked about. This is the one I want the most.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting. Um, I, I and, and that's that's why I wanted to talk about it was was because it's taking VR in a very different direction. Um, rather than rather than playing it on a flat screen, it's actually projecting it and bouncing it back to you, um, which is fascinating to me.
1: Um, well, I think that this one. Probably will do the best as far as depth perception.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because the the HoloLens, that's what I'm thinking is going to be the biggest issue is, is the depth perception and its ability to account for the room. Yeah. This, because it is projecting the room, will be able to incorporate it in, will be able to incorporate the 3D elements the best. Yeah. Um, which I think will be great as far as interactivity. This is what I'm looking for <clears throat> because you know, the gaming side is great, but this has the most practical use. Practical use? Yeah. Like this is something that I could see businesses and schools um, I mean can you imagine a a, ver- a a augmented reality textbook where instead of projectors you have a system where Every student has a set of their glasses, and they put them on, and they... The lesson is taught entirely The lesson is taught entirely in augmented reality.
0: I mean, it certainly saves a lot of money on books. Like I that. mean, honestly, yeah, for the,
1: for the price of the books... Well, um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of uh, schools now are adopting e-readers that they download the books to. And some of them, and a lot of them have uh, laptops, G, uh, GSMST, which is a charter school, which was terrible failure for a number of reasons, but instead of textbooks, they gave everybody a laptop.
0: Yeah.
1: And here are your textbooks on your laptop.
0: Yeah. So there's there's also another, there's a couple of other things I want to point out with, with this one in particular. Uh, Cast AR has a little over 10 employees. Um, their, their, their Kickstarter goal was only $400,000. So their, their estimated price to make a prototype was $400,000. Um, and they are, they are a founding member of a of the nonprofit immersive technology Alliance, uh, which is effectively, uh, looks like it's, it's, it's a, a group of tech corporations that want to, you know, they're basically, you know, so sort of we're making the future kind of feel to it. Um, but it's a nonprofit. So I'm, I'm feeling like this is going to probably be the next to the cardboard. Uh, this is going to be one of the cheapest to make and the cheapest to buy if only for the fact that you know they, 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 they've asked for the least amount of money and they are a non-profit.
1: <laughs> and they have I think lo- lower goals. They don't have a profit-minded goal. They have a goal of we want this to become accessible. We want this to be used daily. Yeah. Uh, which is why I was saying, I think this would be a great, you know, every student in school gets this, and imagine your ability to have a project where I want you to create a biosphere. You know, you used to be, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to use cardboard and, models and everything and now it's no I'm going to create a three-dimensional virtual biosphere and I'm going to upload it to this hub in our classroom and it's going to send it to the projectors in all of our glasses.
0: Yeah. Like there's 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 a, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of potential with this. And especially, I I think it's going to I think it's when it eventually I don't think it's I don't think it's even available for pre-order yet. I don't think it's going to be for a while but um uh, it It's not canceled, as far as I can tell. Um, so it is still in development. Um, if it ever comes out, and if it comes out at a low enough price point, I think this will probably steal the education circuit at the very least. Um, it, it, it's definitely going to be used in... in, in it's definitely going to be the, the alternative to... Uh, you know a lot of old technologies and it's, it's going to be like this is this is the smart board of the future effectively um which I've, i like i said, i find fascinating and I, and I think it's a really great idea i think it's just, I, I think it's wonderful that somebody somebody did that
1: um in, in the news there's actually or in their in their news there's actually a picture of somebody basically using a tabletop and virtually simulating things on their tabletop yeah. just like they're gaming
0: <clears throat> yeah and the newer prototypes look a lot better than their original ones. But, yeah, so so that's VR. A um, lot of mixed feelings all over the place, not only amongst us but also on, on the internet in general. Uh, I, I I hope my I hope VR does well. I hope. I also just I also hope that it becomes more affordable. I really hope that the, the other the other headsets that have yet to come out come out at a much lower price point than six hundred. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: We'll, uh, well, I mean Valve will probably put his headset out at a much lower
1: price point it'll because be, they can take the loss. It'll be lower, but I don't think it'll be the amount lower you're looking for.
0: Well, we will see. Uh the other piece of news that we had was um what was it? Well... I forgot.
1: (laughs) So, does everybody remember 3.5 D&D?
0: Ah, yes. That
1: one. 3.5 D&D was really popular, and there were a massive number of variations made on it, and a massive number of video games.
0: Why was it really popular?
1: Well, 3.5 did something that was absolutely revolutionary at the time, and they released what's called the Open Gaming License, where they said, here are our core rules. None of none of the stuff in these core rules is really specific to us and we want everybody to be able to not only access this for free, but we want everybody to be able to use this for their own purposes for free and resell it.
0: And what happened after they did that?
1: Hundreds of 3.5 variations were released and sold for pretty much every possible universe. You know, if for pretty much all of 2000, whenever it came out through about 2012, 2013, if there was a world or a system, there was a 3.5 variation of it. There's a, for Warcraft, Wheel of Time, there were Harry Potter ones, there were Star Wars ones. Um, There were a lot of video games. KOTOR used a very 3.5-esque system for its base. Neverwinter Nights was largely 3.5 based. I mean, Network so 2 nice. though, was, was d d licensed. It, it was. It was specifically Dungeons & Dragons. It was, but
2: it was also, yeah. like, it, it was one of those games that came out of that idea of we can use 3-5 um,
1: rules for other The most things, famous one things. was Pathfinder. Oh, yes. Uh, which is the reason that they didn't do it for 4th edition, and it's all, um, which is one of the reasons you don't see 4th edition uh, video games or computer games, because they didn't have that. Borrowing the D&D licensed ones.
0: Well, there was the D- There haven't really been a D and D. There's like been one.
1: There was <laughs> what, one, and it was bad.
0: What one was it?
1: There were winter online.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. It is. Which is, is ironic, based, because
1: it? fourth edition basically played like an MMO.
0: I mean, it's it's still playing. It's still going.
1: <laughs> but um, regardless. <clears throat> So it was it was really unpopular. They didn't do it for 4th edition. And, and, and Wizards were saying, well, you know, we, we made our biggest competitor. You know, it's not profitable for us to release all this stuff for free, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for 5th edition, they finally have given in and said, you know what? We'll bite the bullet. Th- this was a great idea when we did it the first time. It revolutionized gameplay. It made tabletop gaming massively available to so many people. <clears throat> and... I think that them releasing, doing the open gaming license is going to so, really so help. So, to clarify,
0: what you what you haven't said actually yet is that they've released the open gaming license for 5th edition.
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so yeah, leading up they, there, they decided to bite the bullet and release the OGL for 5th edition.
0: Which is, in and, and addition to releasing the OGL, they also did a thing called, they also created a website called the GM Guild. Uh, which is basically a website where uh, GMs and people that do homebrew things can take the fifth edition OGL, create content, and then sell it through Wizards of the Coast uh, for fifth edition. basically Wizards- selling homebrew uh, selling homebrew <laughs> modules and 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 modifications and you know classes and characters and races and stories. which I think
1: is their attempt to kind of rein in on the all these people are making money off of our intellectual property. Let's try
0: and make some of it. Let's try to keep a cut of it. That was a phone. Um, yeah, so... That if, and, 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 and not only that, they're also using it as a way to uh, get... Because in addition to you know the, the GM stuff, also Adventurer's League stuff is going up on, on, on GM Guild uh, so that you can buy and you can run. So you can actually run Adventurer's League campaigns and stories in your private game. Well, uh, and not, not just have to, you know, go to an imager's link to, to, to experience all this stuff as well.
1: And a, another nice thing about this is 3.5 was notorious for a couple of things. And one of the things 3.5 was notorious for was what are called splat books.
2: Yeah. And which lots expansion
1: of them. expansion after expansion after expansion where they just kept adding to 3.5. In fifth and
0: edition, it, in fifth edition, they're called Unearthed Arcana. <laughs> um,
1: but those are free. Unearthed Arcana kind of are little bits that you download for free. It's true. This gives them a medium for, well, we want to release this set of classes for every for everyone, but we're gonna charge a small amount of money. So if you want if you really like the bard, you can enhance your bard playing experience by paying us a little bit of money instead of being like, well, I have to buy this entire, you know. This massive book that has all of these rules for all of these things, and I'm only going to use this one class.
0: Yeah, you can pay a dollar for the class instead of having to pay 60 bucks for a book.
1: So it's basically going to be a giant index of splat instead of a variety of splat books. And it becomes much easier as well to say, well, we don't use this book. Instead, you're just like, okay, well, show me what you want to use. That, that's fine.
0: Oh yeah so th- I think I think gene goes uh, is, is a fun thing, but that's not stopping them because they are still releasing new content they released you know they released uh temple of Elemental Evil. uh they are it just announced today Ravenholm is coming back or raven raven loft raven loft yeah raven loft raven, raven loft. loft Raven yes. loft is coming back
1: it's a loft, loft. for a oh, Ravens so.
0: yeah uh they are, they are in they are releasing uh the next the next expansion to fifth edition is going to be Raven loft um so they are, they are bringing that back. They're still releasing splat books, but they're releasing them at a much slower rate.
1: Well, they're not really releasing splat books. They haven't released a complete warriors or a complete wizards. What they're releasing are two things. They're releasing modules, um, which has been a big thing that they wanted to focus on. And 3.5 didn't have as many book modules, um, but what they're doing is basically, hey, you want to DM and you haven't had much experience? Here's a book literally follow what it says yeah, and man, you can in, jam a module in
0: in these books are class expansions race expansions spell expansions
1: that are specific to the world yes so if if we have
0: but like the the sword you know, coast, the sword coast adventurers guide yeah uh, came out with a whole bunch of sword coast and favor specific classes uh, abilities spells and as well a sword coast uh adventure to go on
1: so, But in my, the thing is, it's less about making new rules and more about making a world. There's a lot less of a, of a feat section. There's a lot smaller of a class section. Like, the Splat Books was all about the classes and the races and the rules. This is all about the, the lore and the world. And here's a couple rules to make you fit the world a little better. But that's not yeah. the point.
0: Oh, yeah. So I, I, I definitely I agree uh, the, the OGL is a really good thing and, and maybe maybe with the OGL we'll see some of those classics get an update. Uh, I want
1: want to see Bioware get back into the the D and D world.
0: Oh yeah. Um, um, see another Knights of the Old Republic. See, may, see maybe see a Knights of the Old Republic RPG.
2: The like the, the big thing that I'm thing. looking forward to is the, the the third party RPG systems coming out of out of the OGL. Because a lot of the ones that uh, that that three five came out with are really good, but getting people to play three five is not easy. Because three, 3- f- especially new players, because three five is not a very simple rule set. It's
1: intimidating. Well, and and three five made for a lot of hard conversions because three five had so many rules and so many layers and levels of balance. And um,
0: also, and it also, you know, we've talked about this before. It it's very easy to break. A character and you know take 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 some of the dynamic and change it from the way it was originally intended uh in I mean, five. yeah
1: and, and it's it's so easy that it's like well we want to make this rule well you didn't realize that this rule this little tiny rule would interact and just totally destroy the game
0: yeah like like how like how low do you how how low do you have to roll with crash to not do 100 damage
1: um pretty low a one? I, I, actually, no. I can't. I'd have to miss.
0: Yeah, you'd have to miss to not do 100 damage on a charge. Um, so that that an example of that uh, is is one of the things that 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 can be very intimidating for 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 players in 3.5. It also you know it can also when when you have a party full of that it also makes the game not fun. <laughs> Like you got three people that do a hundred damage every every round. Combat is no longer a challenge.
1: I mean, that's, that, yeah. actually, that that actually that <laughs> actually depends on what the composition of your party is and yeah, whether or not like that's what they're going. The for. The DM has to account for it. The problem is when you have three characters like that, and then you're there and you just made a monk, and it's like I punch you and I do ten and ten and ten. It's like that's that's cute. That's cute. Keep you keep doing that. Yeah. Um. It it it, it it's not. When you have three players who are like that, it's great. When you have three players who aren't like that, it's great. When you have one, two players like that and one player isn't, yeah. that's when it gets hard. Because how do I challenge you without just killing you outright?
0: Yep. Uh, so so yeah, that and 5th Edition does a lot to fix that. It's a lot harder to break 5th Edition. Yeah. Um, not, actually, that it, not that it's impossible to break 5th Edition. Oh
1: just no, I, I have a friend who <laughs> wrecks 5th Edition's day because... 5th edition has some ambiguities, and you can play off the ambiguities. 3.5 didn't have ambiguities, it had a rules for everything. Yeah, so uh,
0: but yeah, so uh, I, I'm definitely gonna look forward to the OGL. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Blizzard will finally make a Starcraft RPG. <laughs> that would be great. Just 5th
2: edition. edition
1: Starcraft would be great. Uh, um, I'm curious to see if systems that were in 3.5 would work well with a 5th edition? Well, I'm, I'm curious if they're going to update, because, yeah. like, Warcraft made a 3.5 system. I'm curious if they're going to update to 5th edition. Um, we love of, them, too. Wheel of Time made a 3.5 update that was really, really well-intentioned.
2: There, 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 there were a lot of things that 3.5 systems created that were unique to their individual systems. That fifth edition doesn't have room for. So seeing them try and retranslate that or recreate that in fifth edition
1: um, uh, will be very interesting. On the other hand, for example, with Wheel of Time, it'll be a chance for them to get it right. Yes. Because there aren't as many rules that you have to account for, and it'll be I feel a lot easier for them.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I definitely look forward to I and and I, Austin and I have I think on this next one we have different differing opinions but I'm really interested to see if Pathfinder does anything with 5th edition and if they do what comes out of it
1: I don't think Pathfinder will do 5th edition because they've made their name they've made their name and Pathfinder is where all the people who liked all the rules went
0: yeah I know, and, 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 I, and I can understand why they wouldn't I'm still interested to see if they do and if they do what it is me, like, the bi- if they do not Pathfinder, but something else, you know, similar to Pathfinder, but using the 5th edition rules. I'm very interested to see if they do that, and if they do, what comes out of it. To me, there,
1: there's two main risks. If you do something that is Pathfinder with 5th edition, then you run the risk of people assuming that you're not going to support original Pathfinder, Because it still has such a strong following and so many people went to Pathfinder and haven't come back because they like Pathfinder and they don't like 4th edition and they don't like 5th edition because it's very different than Pathfinder. If you create a separate world, because Paizo could create, be like, okay, well, we have Pathfinder for this and we're going to make a new world that we're going to keep supporting Pathfinder definitively. But here's this world.
0: We're going to make Roadmaker.
1: (laughs) Then you miss out. They have... Pathfinder worlds have a lot of lore and a lot of setup and a lot of stuff that's already established. So it's it's kind of a happy medium of, you know, when do we say, let's make a new world versus when do you say, let's just
0: do Pathfinder two.
1: Do Pathfinder two.
2: Yeah. Trying to the very nature of saying Pathfinder two kind of implies that
1: Pathfinder one is no longer going to have support. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's the problem because Pathfinder is thriving
0: oh yeah still very interesting because i think the i think the the design the design and creative minds over at paizo are, are very i think they're very creative people and i i would i would love to see what they would do with that
1: i i feel like the biggest failing though though is that fifth edition is a game of simplicity and Pathfinder is more complex yeah. in several regards than Three Five. It has right. more rules and more things. It's not as needlessly complex, but it's more complex.
2: Yeah. Still. So. And that is the thing. A lot. I, I expect a lot of systems that come out in the fifth edition OGL to make fifth edition more complex, <laughs> or like to make it a, to make it. More diverse, because the big issue with 5th edition right now is a lack of diversity among all the classes, because all the classes can fill every role. You can have your healer be- you can have your fighter be your healer, man. You, like, this is the problem. Not really. It, like, it's, it's it's a lack of diversity is the, is, is the big problem in 5th edition right now. Um, Fighters can't I, heal. You can have your healer also be your fighter.
1: And I'm you can have your player wizard player.
2: be your healer. It, like, the, 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 the primary problem here is that every class can do just about everything. Um, and the, uh, I ch- the... I
0: challenge you to make your barbarian your caster.
2: That's... <laughs> the, only, the designated fighter... The, the barbarian <laughs> is the only thing that can't cast spells. Uh, but if you bar- want to do what the, a barbarian does and still cast spells, you can play an Elder
1: knight.
0: Uh, no, the barbarian and... Um... There's one other class that also that also doesn't um, cast spells.
1: I mean that that's a lot of that though is set up with the kits and that, the way the system is set up to me the biggest problem is less lack of diversity and more the numbers are much smaller than 35.
0: Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> I don't think there, I don't think there's I don't think like lack of diversity smaller. is an accurate statement. I do uh, I do agree but
1: that 20 is still numbers. so big. Yeah. There's a lot larger variance.
0: Yeah, I, 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 That's more my
1: experience. It's less that classes aren't distinct, and more that large variance, small numbers. No,
0: because I would, I would definitely argue that the There's classes are
1: very You can engineer your character to get a plus, you know, forty. Well, I'm rolling a d20, so my range is forty-one to sixty-one. Yeah, not as big of a variance.
2: Yeah. My, my, my particular issue is that there isn't a lot that makes one class fit a role vitally
1: where another class cannot. I
0: I disagree. I
2: disagree.
1: Or even if Pathfinder did something, I feel like Pathfinder, that's where they would pick up, is they would say, well, let's make this more unique. Let's make these numbers bigger. Let's give these people a chance and basically be like, let's take 3.5 and 5th edition and shove them together and see what we get.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like if they did a Pathfinder 2, that's what it would be. But yeah. Hello,
0: John? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you, can you still hear me?
2: You lost audio. You pulled your, you pulled your headphones out. Oh, I oh, see. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah. I I, I,
2: I'm definitely excited to see what 5th fifth, what, what fifth Edition OGL do to increase specialization is, ba- is basically the way that I, that I put it. Because I cannot find
1: a situation where one class cannot do the same job as any other class. I, I feel like... That's not something that the OGL is going to do as much. I feel like if, if that's your problem, then you should just look to a different system. Maybe. I, I don't I, think I, that the OGL is going to fix what people dislike about 5th edition. I think it's going to give them a chance to branch out and do more things with 5th edition. Like, that's the point of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway,
2: like the, the small numbers basically make it that there is no job that one class can do that the other one can't.
0: I Again, I don't agree. But this is not a place for that discussion anyways. Um, I think that's about all that, all that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, talked about VR, talked about uh, D&D, had the shout-out to Alan Rickman at the beginning. Uh, so yeah, I think that's where we'll close it for today. Um, so thank you all very much for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to follow us here on, uh, on sensock.podbean.com. Uh, we also do two other podcasts that you can listen to. We have a simpler life and, uh, space cowboys, both of which are actual play series. One of which is in the adventure game engine is a mass effects, uh, campaign in the adventure game uh, engine. Uh, the other one is a, a Warcraft game in the Warcraft RPG engine, which is, uh, what we we're just talking about that 3.5, uh, OGL. Um, We also stream on Twitch every day of the week. You can find us on twitch.tv slash where our schedule is, as well as, you know, whenever we're streaming, we're live there. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like updates about all of our content, at John A. Bates. Uh, you can also find our website at finalshowfilms.com if you'd like to see all of our other stuff including our blog uh, and you can go to youtube.com slash to see where we do our comedy series we do two comedy episodes a week of uh, it's a series called two guys one camera uh, you can check us out there we update on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, and you can also if you'd like to support us financially you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash fsfilms uh, also uh, be sure to tune in on Twitch uh, if, you, if you like actual plays and you want to see it live uh or if you're a fan of critical role or things like that uh please feel free to tune in on the 30th because we are going to be doing a live actual play on our on our twitch channel uh we're going to be playing a star wars one shot set in the adventure game engine system and if enough people like it we might do it again you never know um so yeah anything you guys want to announce before we shut down nope nope all right that. Thank you all very much. Uh, once again, thank you all very much for watching. I'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters specifically, uh, Addie Pie and Chris, Co- sorry, Andy Tonic and Chris Comfort who support us at $25 and Addie Pie who supports us at $15. Thank you guys very much and thank you to everybody else who supports us at any amount. All, all, all amounts all amounts help and we really appreciate it. So yeah, thank you for supporting us and we will talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye everybody. Bye. Goodbye.